Georgia. Welcome to the New Bridge broadcast with the services from New Bridge Baptist Church, located on Cleveland Highway, one mile north of the State Patrol office near the entrance to Laurel Park. Pastor Milton Harris invites you to join them for their services all week long, Sunday morning, Sunday evening, and on Wednesday night. Now let's join the services already in progress from the New Bridge Baptist Church of Gainesville. Good morning. Welcome to Newbridge Baptist Church. It's good to see each of you out this morning. If you would, get your book. Stand with us and turn to page 408.
your Bibles, would you please turn to the book of Acts, chapter number 4? And if you're physically able, would you mind standing once again and honor the reading of the precious Word of God? You know what? Let's go to chapter 11. I've got a note in chapter 4 to go back to, but chapter 11 is where I want to read the text. Acts chapter 11. Let's begin with verse number 19. Now they which were scattered abroad upon the persecution that arose about Stephen traveled as far as Phineas, Cyprus, Antioch, preaching the word to none but unto the Jews only. And some of them were men of Cyprus and Cyrenia, which when they were come to Antioch, spake unto the Grecians, preaching the Lord Jesus. And the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number believed and turned unto the Lord. Then tidings of these things came unto the ears of the church which was in Jerusalem, and they sent forth Barnabas that he should go as far as Antioch, who when he came and had seen the grace of God was glad and exhorted them all that with purpose of heart they would cleave unto the Lord. For he was a good man and full of the Holy Ghost and faith, and much people was added unto the Lord. Then departed Barnabas to Tarsus for to seek Saul, and when he had found him, he brought him unto Antioch. And it came to pass that a whole year they assembled themselves with the church and taught much people, and the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. Thank you for standing for the reading of the Word of God. As we talked about last week, we just, I don't know, just being encouraged was on our heart. And as you know, last week we talked about how to be encouraged. We read the scripture where in Luke 18, 1 and Galatians 6, 9, he said to faint not. And we don't need to faint, we need to encourage one another, be encouraged. From time to time in our Christian walk, we need that encouragement, don't we? Last week we talked about how the Sovereign, the Savior, out of 1 Samuel 36, brought out about how David, they had kidnapped all of his family and the men's families that with him and burned the city. And even David's men had talked of stoning him. But David turned to the Lord. He turned to the Sovereign. He turned to the Savior. He turned to the one that he knew could help him. And he encouraged him. We see that in John 14, we find there the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, the Greek word parakleta, literally means advocate, strengthener, encourager, one who gives aid. And I'm glad that when you and I get down and discouraged, not only can the Savior encourage us, but the Holy Spirit can encourage us. Then we talked about the Scriptures. We talked about over in 1 Thessalonians 418, how that we take comfort in the Word of God. Situations, sometimes situations can discourage us, but sometimes situations can encourage us. Like I said, a good church service, I don't know about you, but that encourages me. Amen. Uh, there, uh, People getting saved is encouraging, and we talked about that. And then last we talked about how the saints can encourage us. We talked about how coming to the house of God, how that there we have that fellowship and we can encourage one another 
by coming uh, there to the house of God. So we talked about how to be encouraged. But today, I want to hit on this on how to be a good encourager. How you and I, as God's children, as God's saints, can be a good encourager. Now, as we uh, look in the Word of God, if we flip back over to chapter number 4, where we had you look just just a while ago for just a moment, and look in verses 36 and 37, and Josie, by the way, this is a Greek form of the word Joseph, we'll come to that in just a moment, who by the apostles was surnamed Barnabas, which is being interpreted the son of consolation, in other words, an encourager, a Levi, and of the country of Cyprus, having land, sold it and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. So we find here Joseph, uh, who again is short for the name Joseph. Joseph literally means adding or increase. But the word Barnabas, there means son of college or son of exhortation, the encourager. And Barnabas, I believe, if we look in the Word of God, is a good example for us on how we can learn to be a good encourager. Now, it I want to point something out. It was the apostles that had named him Barnabas the encourager. It wasn't necessarily the Lord, which the Lord approved, but I'm talking about it was the saints, those around him had given him that name. He didn't take it on himself. It was the apostles and the saints around him that gave him that name. And to me, I thought that was a great high honor. You with me? Amen. Uh, I'm going to tell you what. In the day and age that we live in, saints need to be encouraged. But let me just say this, too. Sinners need to be encouraged to get saved. Amen. And as we said before, let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Let me again encourage you. Well, you say, preacher, how can I be a good encourager? And I hope you want to be a good encourager. First thing, let me say, one needs to be saved. One needs to be born again into the family of God. The Word of God says uh, there in chapter 11, For he was a good man and full of the Holy Ghost and faith, and much people was added unto the Lord. Let me say here we find that Barnabas was first and foremost a saved child of God. You and I must be born again. Jesus, you remember, told Nicodemus, you must be born again. And he talked about uh, there uh, in John chapter 3. He said, you must be born again. You must be born again. You must be saved. We're living in a time when people don't look at salvation as a requirement anymore to be a church member, or a requirement anymore to go to heaven, or a requirement for really anything. But the Word of God 
clearly states we've got to be saved. The church is made up of born-again believers, and heaven's going to be full of born-again believers, not just Baptists, not just Pentecostal, not just Methodist, not just Presbyterian. My little old Granny Harris was belonged to the Presbyterian Church in Clarksville for 85 years. She was 95, died, but she was born again. She gave me her testimony several times. She said she was saved. I believe I'm going to see her in heaven. And, hey, folks, it ain't being a Baptist going to get me to heaven. It's, be, hey, being born again, knowing Jesus Christ as my Savior. It's not about a religion. And I say this often, and uh, bear with me when I say this, Religion, I'm afraid, is going to send a lot of people to a horrible place called hell because they're trusting in religion and not in a redeemer, not in a savior. It's not about it's about a relationship, a personal relationship with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And I wanted to bring that out today. I, I just want to emphasize how we must be saved, how we must be born again. And if we're going to be a true encourager, we must be saved. Barnabas, we got record here, was saved, a saint of God. So we've got to be saved. Secondly, let's say one needs to be sincere. It says, and Joseph, who by the apostles were served named Barnabas. It was the apostles, as we've already said, it was the other Christians who gave him this name. From what I can read uh, from a lot of the writers, that said, number one, he had a lovable spirit about him. He was well-liked and received by others. In other words, he didn't compromise, but the other saints, there was something about Barnabas. He had a, a lovable spirit. Now, I'm going to tell you what, if you and I are going to be an encourager, we've got to have a lovable spirit spirit about us we got to love the sinner and love to see them get saved we've got to love the saints and if they're out of God's will we got to love to see them get right man got to have a lovable spirit about us I'm gonna tell you what first and foremost we've just got to love the Lord got to love the Barnabas love for the Lord came forward and they could tell he was sincere you know, uh, a lot of people will do things, but you can tell they're not sincere about it. But I'm going to tell you what, when it comes to the Lord, when it comes to the gospel, amen, we need to be sincere, amen. If we're going to be a good encourager, we've got to be a sincere, lovable spirit. But not only that, but what they tell me, uh, they're from this title, it meant that he had a leadable spirit. In other words, he could be led. The psalmist wrote in Psalms 37, 23, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. I'm going to tell you, as we talked about in Sunday school, we got to remember it's the Lord. He is the ultimate authority. He is the one that's in charge, and we've got to allow him to lead us. When we do that, when we show forth that sincere spirit, we can be an encourager just like Barnabas. Barnabas, that's what he, he was saved. He was sincere in what he was doing. Amen. 
let me uh, point out something else right quick. Let's just move on. One needs to be sympathetic. Now, I want to tell you there is a difference in being sympathetic and condoning sin. There is a big difference. You and I can never condone sin, but we can be sympathetic toward the sinner wanting them to get saved. You and I can be sympathetic toward the saint, but we can never condone any sin in their life. And so keep that in mind. We've got to be sympathetic. <clears throat> but with Barnabas, this is what I want to point out to you. In Acts chapter 9, in verses 26 and 27, it says, And when Saul was come to Jerusalem, he is said to join himself to the disciples. But they were all afraid of him and believed not that he was a disciple. Now let me just stop right there. Here is a man that was there at the stoning of Stephen holding the aloe garments while they stoned him. At first, I believe Saul or Paul encouraged him. But I still believe when Stephen said, I see... Jesus standing. He was standing waiting on him. I think right there he began to get convicted. <clears throat> but he went out and he had papers to bind Christians and to help see them get killed. But on the road to Damascus, the Lord spoke to him. And there, Paul accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as his Savior. Went to Arabia for some three years. And I believe it was there that the Lord, through the Holy Spirit, was teaching him, training him, getting him ready. Well, now he's come back to Jerusalem here and trying to join himself. To the, and don't be too hard on them because they're, I'm sure they're thinking, whoa, wait a minute. Is he just trying to get in here to spy out to see where he needs to go next? But I want you to look and see what happens. But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles and declared unto them how he had seen the Lord in the way and that he had spoken to him and how he had preached boldly at Damascus in the name of Jesus. Now, it was Barnabas who brought Paul to the other apostles and disciples and said, don't no longer be scared of him. For he has truly been saved. He's truly one of God's servants. God has called him uh, into the ministry. And now we need to take him in. Sympathetic. I'm going to tell you what. When somebody's out there to live like the world. And they come to know Jesus Christ as their Savior. We as the church and we as born again need to take them in. Amen. And help them along their way. But I'm going to tell you what. That's what a good encourager will do. And here we find Barnabas being a good encourager. He was saved. He was sincere. He was sympathetic. He helped Paul. And helped him get it established. Mm. We find about, a lot about Mr. Barnabas, don't we? Well, let me say, fourthly. One needs to be spiritual. The church at Jerusalem was the head church of the time. 
And I want you to think about this for just a moment. They had heard about what was going on in Antioch. And they said, who can we send to go check this out? We can send Barnabas. We can send Barnabas. He's well established. He's spiritual. We can send him to make sure that this thing is real and it's not false. So they sent Barnabas there to check out what was going on in Antioch. Well, let me say three reasons there. Number one, they authenticate the work, as we've said, to make sure that it isn't something false that's come up, to make sure it is authentic. Two, to approve the work. And then, thirdly, to assist in the work. And say, listen, if this is authentic, and uh, I, we, we, want, we want to help in the work. We want to assist in the work. So what did Barnabas do when he comes and he sees it, what's going on? He saw that it was authentic. He saw that, hey, he approved of it. Well, he began to see. Well, he went and got Paul. And brought him, and the word of God says they stayed there a year working with the saints of Antioch, and people were getting saved, getting right, being born into the family of God. I'm going to tell you, he was a spiritual person. Now, sometimes, if we're not careful, we can look at somebody and misjudge them. To be careful. You fellows, you'll know what I'm talking about. Years ago, when I first started preaching, if you didn't get up and spit and slobber and scream and holler and jump up and down, you didn't preach. You would, I mean, that wasn't spiritual. But folks, that hey, you can get up and holler and scream and jump up and down all you want to. There's nothing wrong with it if the Lord's in it, don't get me wrong. But I'm saying that doesn't mean that you're spiritual. I'm going to tell you what, it's the Holy Spirit of God. One of the greatest sermons ever was, hey, was preached some 200-something years ago by a man named Jonathan Edwards. And the title of his sermons was Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God. And do you know, he sat, I stood, behind the pulpit, pulled out his papers and began to read off what the Holy Spirit of God had led him there and began to present that sermon. And they said people began to get so convicted they were falling down in the pews, falling down in the aisles. Uh, conviction was so strong on them. They was getting their hearts right. What's your point, I'm trying to say the Holy Spirit can be in that. The Holy Spirit can be in, in the other. But don't, because it's not, the way you think it don't mean it's not spiritual. Uh, the Lord works in different ways. Amen. Now, I like to get carried away from time to time. Amen. <laughs> but sometimes the Lord lets me pull it down in a lower gear to get the message across. Amen. So here, 
One needs to be saved. Going to be a good encourager. Got to be born again. One needs to be sincere. Need to love, hey, listen, need to love the Lord, and people need to be able to see that. One needs to be sympathetic. One needs to be spiritual. And I'm going to tell you what. Pray, read your Bible, follow the Lord, and you'll be spiritual. Amen. All right. And lastly, let me say this. One needs to be surrendered to God's call. One needs to be surrendered. Hmm. It was hard way back, David, to surrender. But we've got to surrender. In Acts 13, 2, it says, And they ministered to the Lord and fasted, and the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. They surrendered. Listen, right here, the attributes of Barnabas was that he was a good man. He was full of the Holy Ghost. He was full of faith. In other words, Barnabas was a man that was controlled by the Lord, and he had put his confidence in the Lord. If we're going to encourage others, we've got to be controlled by the Lord, and we've got to have confidence in him, don't we, Bob? We've got to have confidence in the Lord. I'm going to tell you what, when they laid hands on Paul and Barnabas and sent them out on that first missionary journey, they had surrendered. And now they're trusting the Lord for provisions, for protection, and they're trusting the Lord for progress, for the church to grow. They went over to where Barnabas was from, Cyprus. Now, I, just a little bit of note because they start to get a song ready. How Levite is not in Jerusalem but over in the island of Cyprus. And apparently he was born and raised there. You know that according to the Old Testament, Levites were not not supposed to own property. But Barnabas had property in Cyprus. But you know what he did? He sold out. He sold it. He brought it to the apostles. He sold out for the Lord. They went over there and began their missionary journey. Going over there to Cyprus. Had great success. They came back to the Jerusalem council. Gave their report getting ready to go on the second missionary journey. And they took John Mark, who I believe was his nephew. Uh, I believe John Mark's mother was, from what I can understand, Barnabas' sister. And John Mark forsook him. He left. I can just imagine when things got a little tight, things got a little hard, he turned and went back. They were getting ready to go on this second missionary journey. And Barnabas wanted to take John Mark again. And Paul said, no, he's done failed us once. I don't want to take But you've got to remember, Barnabas is a man with a big heart. But they got to uh, going back and forth with that. And Paul said, look, let's just not have no contention. You take John Mark and go this way. And I'll take Silas and we'll go this way. And the gospel message will be getting out. 
and all these areas, and that's what took place. But Barnabas, to me, is a great example of how to be a good encourager. And in the day and time that we're living in, folks, we need to encourage one another. We need to lift one another up in prayer and support and, listen, help one another along the way. Encourage your choir director. Encourage your instrument players. Encourage your Sunday school teachers. Encourage your youth directors. Encourage the ladies' circle. Encourage the trustees. Encourage the deacons. And please pray and encourage your pastor. Probably we're winding her down. We're going to go home soon. So let's encourage one another in these times. 97.5 Glory FM is WGTJ Murrayville Gainesville and W248DL Murrayville Gainesville.